You're listening to Ari Snapshots. Each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds, tackling herbicide resistance and bringing you the latest information with experts in the field. Today for Ari Insight we're chatting with Principal Research Fellow Dr Shin Yu and we're going to be talking about a paper which was a collaboration between Ari researchers Herping Han, uh, Shin Yu, Steve Powers as well as past Ari researchers Adam Jalaluddin and Martin Villa Oob and that paper is a double EPS PS gene mutation endowing glyphosate resistance shows a remarkably high resistance cost. We did do RE Insight on this last year. It's still on the front page of the RE website if you'd like to have a read, but this podcast will help you understand it in better detail and we're going to launch into some questions with Dr. Shin Yu. Now I've got Dr. Yu Shin with me. How are you? Fine. Back into the new year, 2018. It's a bit, it's a bit full on coming back from holidays. But I know you would have probably been never stopping working over the holidays. But we're going to have a bit more of a chat about um, this paper because even in the RE Insight, when Peter Newman and I were putting it together, we had to ask a lot of questions. As a bit of complexity to do with it. So this research, it is about fitness penalties. Can you explain what you mean by fitness penalty? And fitness penalty, uh, in other words, is uh, resistance comes at a cost, which render resistant plants less fit than susceptible plants in terms of growth and reproduction. Okay, all right, that makes sense. So uh, these fitness penalties, are they very common in resistant weeds? Um, unfortunately, it's not very common. It also depends. Um, fitness penalty range from undetectable to moderate and to severe. Uh, most like uh, resistant mechanisms uh, do not have uh, uh, like a moderate or severe fitness penalty. Uh, most of them are undetectable, not mean no, but undetectable. In some extreme case, and um, for example, uh, the resistance mutation in the EPSPS gene, like double mutation we'll talk about later, and have a very severe fitness penalty. So unfortunately, not all the resistant plants got fitness penalty. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so if a fitness penalty was common, what would this mean for managing resistant weeds? For example, we could outcompete them and they would diminish in the population through time. Could you explain what it would mean? So if fitness penalty was common, and that means the resistant plants cannot grow well, cannot compete with susceptible uh, in the presence of a crop, and cannot compete with crop. So in this case, you can take some like uh, agronomic strategies, like uh, use good crop varieties and increase density, and then make plants more competitive uh, compared to the resistant plants. Yeah, that would be the dream. And so how do you as scientists measure whether or not a resistant weed has a fitness penalty? Ideally, when you want to determine whether a resistant weed has or has not a fitness penalty, is to monitor for multiple generations for their frequency changes. If their frequency stays the same or increase, that means they do not have a fitness penalty. If frequency reduces over years, that means they do have a fitness penalty. But it's not very easy to do that way. Yeah. <laughs> so and the simple Take way, time. yeah, the simple way is to just compare uh, the resistant plants and its uh, like counterparts, the separate plants, for growth or seed production. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be easier. Yes. Instead of waiting, waiting. Yeah. 
All right. And can you tell us about um, crow's foot grass from Malaysia? I think the scientific name is it Ulysses indica? Is that yeah, Ulysses yeah. indica or goose grass. Yeah, or goose grass. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about um, this one? And um, he's got in brackets here triple resistance, highest ever glyphosate resistance. Is that what it had? It's, it has triple resistance, that weed? Oh, I think it's more than triple, huh? Because um, as far as I know, yeah, because uh, this population is from Malaysia, from from a nursery. Oh, and okay. I think that the resistance to the three knockdown herbicides, like uh, paraquat, glufosinate, glyphosate, actually include ACC inhibiting herbicides as well. Right. And I think the evolution to all the three knockdown herbicides because of the failure of the herbicide one after another. For example, first they use paraquat, failed, and then followed by glufosinate, and then failed again, and then glyphosate, and then, then resistance developed to all of them. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. left, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the focus that Adam Jalalun had, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and he's a PhD research project, yeah. The characteristic of this population is and resistant to glyphosate is very high because generally and the resistance to glyphosate is around like two to forty fold around the world but this population has more than 100 fold resistance to glyphosate right yeah yeah so what caused this high level of resistance it's because a, a, a novel or new double mutation in the target gene EPSP sensitase Okay, right. So we call it TIPS, T-I-P-S. Yeah, and the IRE Insight does go into lots of detail and explains that. But uh, when we talk about the mutations, so we've got a 106 mutation or a 102 mutation, can you describe what the numbers refer to? Uh, you know, they, the mutation referred to a herbicide target enzyme. An enzyme is a protein. The protein has their building block, which is amylo acid. So number 102 referred to the amylo acid position at 102. 106 is 106. That's the amylo acid position. Yeah. Ah, okay. And did all of the resistant plants have a fitness penalty? You mean the the double mutation? Yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, and no, uh, because uh, what we find is only the homozygote plants carrying the tips or double mutation got a fitness penalty, but heterozygote plants uh, do not have a fitness penalty. Yes, okay. And for some people, they might not be remembering what homozygous and heterozygous means. Can you give a little bit of refresher on what those terms mean in case people are a little bit rusty on what what they do mean? Okay, so um, homozygous and heterozygous actually refer to the chromosome and the diploid plants like uh, wild radish and coarse grass and lolium rhizome and also a human being are deployed. Deployed means um, there are two complete matching sets of chromosomes. So a pair of chromosomes, one from mom and another from dad. So that's every chromosome is in pairs. Mm. And if the resistant gene identified in one of these chromosomes, not in another, and they are the heterozygous resistant, Right. But if the resistant mutation or resistant mechanism identified from both matching chromosomes and they are homozygous resistant. Oh, yeah. makes sense, makes sense. All right, and so can you explain then what a double mutation is? We probably covered it a little bit, but just so people can really get a good idea of what that means. Okay, double mutation means in a single gene there are two mutations. 
uh, one in, uh, for example, EPSPS gene, one in 102 position, and another is 106 position. So they got two in a single gene. Right, yeah. okay. Okay. And last question, how does researching fitness penalties in weeds from Malaysia help us here in Australia with our resistant weed challenges? Okay, I think there are at least three points we can make. The first one is, and so far the, the double mutation and our very high level glyphosate resistance only uh, identified in gross grass in Australia, but now in Malaysia and in China. But it's not necessarily mean they only like uh, occur in this species. It's very possible occur in other weed species. And the second point I want to make is, uh, the double mutation uh, endows very high level resistance, but the plants in a heterozygous status, and they also have a high level resistance to glyphosate, but with very little or non-fitness penalty. So there's no way to control this heterozygous resistant plants by agronomic like strategies. So if they uh, select in the field, they will stay forever. So, mm. yeah, <laughs> so that's very bad news. Yes. And the third point I want to make is uh, um, in Australia, we, we may have other resistant plants. They may develop other resistant mechanisms and they may not have fitness penalty at all. So the best practice is to delay or prevent the evolution of these high-level resistant mechanisms before it's getting too late. Yeah, that is yeah. a really good yeah. point. And yeah, obviously really good to be on the front foot here by looking to that research from Malaysia. So like you said, we can try and prevent that from happening here. Yeah, we have to prepare ourselves for the worst scenarios. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, that was really informative. And like I said, our latest RE Insight, which was published in December last year, is about this particular paper. And this podcast will definitely help people understand that in a bit more detail. So thank you very much. Okay, my pleasure. <laughs> 